Welcome to the Sharing the Heart of the Matter podcast, where we look for inspiration on the journey to discover what matters most. I'm Wynne Leon, and in this episode, I'm with my co-host, Dr. Vicki Atkinson, and we are doing a two-part series about podcasting. In this second episode of The Do, we are focused on the mechanics of podcasting. We talk about some of the choices we've had to make about where to publish our podcasts, how widely to distribute it on other platforms, and what we've learned about how those choices impact things like the ability to see listener stats. Vicki brings up some of the downstream options that have come to us to partner with people and how our approach is to be curious and careful, which extends to advertising and making money off a podcast, either which we've done because we've taken this slow route. In this episode, we also talk about how to find and invite guests, a practice we are still relatively new to, but has been so fun and inspiring to us personally to get to meet our guests. Vicki and I talk about the care and feeding of guests as well as our ongoing practice to be voracious listeners. And although we don't talk about it on air, Vicki found a great resource of podcast ideas along the way on our journey, so we'll link to that in the show notes. This is a fun episode of storytelling about podcasting, with a few extra stories about the silliness of the ups and downs that happen along the way. We laugh even as we talk about dry topics like podcast platforms and stats. I know you'll love it. Hi, Vicki. Hey, Wynn. How are you? <laughs> Happy to see you, as always. Ditto. Happy to see you, be talking to you about podcasting again, because uh, it is a rich subject full of lots of mechanics that are that are really specific to the platform and lessons learned that we, that we've gotten through the hard way. And if we can share that knowledge with somebody else, it's it's really fun. Yeah, and we think it's kind of crazy, fun, and a little wild that people want to know, right? Yes. <laughs> There's a curiosity about it. We're like, well, yeah. maybe it's a little too akin to how the sausage is made. We'll have to let the listeners tell us, right? Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, too much. Too much. Yeah. That back. reminds me of a mountain climbing story. Oh, I, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we get up, we're climbing Mount Whitney in the winter. So Mount Whitney is it's California. It's a 14,000 foot peak. And it's not that hard, I think, to climb in the summer. I haven't ever done it in the summer. But in the winter, it's, you can't get to the parking lot. So then you have to go in further and it's full of it's snow. And we had a guide who was in worse shape than I was, which is saying something. <laughs> and so he wanted to rest every half an hour. And so then you take off your pack and you're sitting in the snow. Anyway, oh. we're sitting at one of these rest breaks, but, and you're on the mountain. There is no place to buy different food. And you, you know, the, the, the guiding organization will provide like dinners, breakfast mm -hmm. and dinners, but you have to provide your snacks and your lunches. And you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. we're sitting at one of these breaks and Wait, was it a planned break or did he call a break? He, he, he called breaks all the time. So oh, knows? okay. We were just sitting there going like, okay, let's take a break because Chris is tired. And so, and I get out of, you know, it was some beef jerky or pepperoni stick kind of thing. Yeah. And one of the other climbers, delightfully, you know, it good naturedly, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't trying to kill my buzz, said, oh, the first 
ingredient on those just kills me. And then I had to look. And it was like <laughs> pig's heart. <laughs> uh, and it was like, well, now I don't want to eat them, but I don't have anything else to eat for the rest of this three-day climb. <laughs> oh, three days? Well, I mean, I had other things. It wasn't like oh, I was going to go I hungry. know, but that was going to be like your protein, right? Yes. In your head, that's what you're... Oh, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, so the lesson there is don't read the label until <laughs> no, no, no. later. Don't, you don't want to know how the sausage is made. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's a whole other podcast. We should go there because my Italian ancestry, there's a whole story about what the guys were really doing, like the grandpas and the uncles in the basement mm. making sausage, right, and mm. pepperoni. But they were also smoking cigars the whole time. And like, you know, all the women are like, you don't want to go down and see. And I'm pretty sure it's because there were like ashes mixed up in like the meat pate <laughs> mixture, right? Because they were smoking and it was disgusting. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you don't want to know how the pepperoni is made. Mm -mm. No, you do no, not. No, ma'am. Oh, my gosh. But I, one more like slight derailment. Yeah. My parents, when they lived in the Bay Area, they lived on a street named Mount Whitney. And mm. but the the mountain that was near them was called Mount Diablo. Yeah. So where is Mount Whitney exactly it, in the it, California geography? Yeah, you know, we flew into Las Vegas and then drove past uh, Edwards Airport Base. You can get it to it's Los Angeles more than it is okay. Bay gotcha. Area. Uh, and I apologies because I'm I'm not being very specific because I don't know about that particular and you can yeah. get to it from either side of the mountain. We were coming in from the Nevada side and we drove out through Death Valley. So anyway, oh I love my. that we're we haven't even gotten started and we've already gotten derailed. <laughs> Well, mountain climbing and pepperoni, right? And sausage, right? <laughs> and, but, yeah. and podcasting. Yeah, that all goes yeah. together. Stories yeah. to tell. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, we'll, we'll add those into the roster at some point. Yeah. Which it leads to sort of our first area of topic, which is how do you prepare as guests? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking about that, actually. And, you know, one of the things I was going to share is that it's good when you and I have been guests mm -hmm. to have notes, Right. And, mm -hmm. and when we've had the ability to know what the prompts are ahead of time, it's really helpful. But I think we have struggled and we've seen other guests struggle sometimes because of us that even though there is a bit of a script to follow. Right. And people can have their thoughts together. Yeah. Things don't unfold right in the right mm -hmm. order. And, and I know sometimes that can be really unnerving, but conversations aren't like that. So right. I think as much as we try to prepare guests that will try to stay on the straight and narrow of things, it we end up threading and bobbing and weaving, maybe not yeah. as much as we did at the beginning here, but it, it's really when we've done our best work, we've acknowledged that the sequence of questions is really a guide of what we think we'll cover, but, you know, actual use may vary. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. Do you think so too? And then I think so how too. we operate. Yeah. I, I, I keep, I come back to a phrase that I heard a while back and I just was looking at my notes this morning and I love it because somebody was describing another person as a voracious listener. Mm. And I think I aspire to be a voracious listener so that you can hear a question 
before you respond to it so that you yeah. can hear what somebody else is saying. But when mm-hmm. you do, mm-hmm. it goes to your point, you get off the script because if you want to know more about what they're saying, you're going to dig into yeah. further into territory that you may have not planned to cover. Yeah. And so maybe yeah. the the most effective preparation is to just open yourself up to that flow. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's that pivot from trying to read a guest or connect with how we're feeling when we've been guests to understand what will it feel like to be well cared for? Because we want people to be at ease. We want to be at ease. But your point is so beautiful to be a voracious listener means that you're taking in the whole of what's being said. And sometimes, you know, when you're sharing something that is deep, powerful, thoughtful, it means the world to know that someone was doing that close listening enough to ask a question that maybe no one thought of before, but it Mm -hmm. just sort of hangs there as being the most important thing to ask next, right? Right. Oh, we're doing the right thing again. Right, right. (laughs) And even noticed. (laughs) Now now I'm aware of that (laughs) little foible again, too. I think that also sort of gets to the preparation for a podcast, knowing sort of what the host's interest is or if they have a particular bent. I think uh, not all hosts take good care of their guests yeah. if they're trying to expand on a particular topic or theory. And I think yeah. we've heard that too. Yeah. Well, I think taken to an extreme, you know, from a journalistic point of view, we have some friends that, you know, are writers, reporters, you know, former journalists. And I think no one wants a gotcha moment, you know, whether right. it's dredging up something that was not agreed upon content wise mm-hmm. or putting a spin on something that, you know, opens up, you know, kind of a can of worms that may be difficult to shut down. And I don't, sometimes you can tell that an interviewer is doing that with intention. And sometimes it's just an honest mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Or a difference of opinion or honest mistake. You can hear that too. I think for me as a host, what I want to do when I'm listening is to ask the question that the listener is wondering when somebody says something. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the thing that you do to help guide that, it's another one of those things that listeners can't see You know, while we're doing this. You and I now are talking to each other, but our heads are up and down a little bit. And that's true when we've got a guest joining us because we're taking notes the entire time. Right. Um, and I think that helps you to to capture a question without interrupting in the moment but the things that occur to you that might be really compelling. Do I have yeah. that right? You do that. Compelling, the things we want to dig into, the mm-hmm. things that um, strike us as we need to circle back to mm-hmm. or put on the show notes because there's such great um, moments that tell us something. Yeah. And I think one of the things that we try to do, kind of the opposite of the gotcha or the, you know, sneak attack stuff is to make sure that we're highlighting something that I think of all the people that we've spoken to, I would say people tend to be wonderfully humble. Mm-hmm. And and when we, we see something that 
you know, really calls for a little amplification because it's beautiful yeah. or it's it it really speaks to us. I love when that catches folks off guard because mm-hmm. that's, you know, part of what we're trying to do is let people know that they're being seen, heard, and valued. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. So, so I think we do, we take a lot of notes, right? Yeah, it's not a, just it, the chit chat, but it's. Yeah. And it reminds um, me of a story that you told me before we got on this call that you were at a seminar today and you were taking notes from that. And then people after that, that they wanted your notes. Yeah. To maintain my, my counseling license, I have to do professional development, which is typical for lots of, of professions. But I, I was telling, you know, you before we started recording that, I, you know, I'm just me being me, you know, but in a room full of other people, a lot of folks were just in the moment, but not writing things down. And I don't know how to do that. Maybe it's, I don't know, occupational hazard, but yeah, notes are important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's part of how we connected because you went through my book and you took a bunch of notes and, and, and I did the same when I you did when I went through yours and it's, yeah. it's incredibly valuable to see how somebody else reads your stuff, listens to your stuff, how, how they're paying attention. Yeah. What a great point, right? About podcasting, publishing, hard copy books versus, you know, the ebook dance. Cause we, you know, we want to appeal to readers of all sorts, but really great point about notes, annotating, uh, you know, and and you know because I've written about it recently. You gave me a beautiful book, and I have stuffed it full of all kinds of you know other like quotes and you know fabulous yeah. things that I love. But your book, Finding My Father's Faith, I'm looking at it right now, and it kind of looks like it's been to war and back because it's you know I've got paper clips in some pa- places, post-it notes all over. But I I like the continuity of that, and then being able to go back. Mm-hmm. And and see things um, pulled out in glimpses, but I think you're absolutely right. The same thing happens in a conversation in a podcast: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the beginning, the middle, the end. Mm-hmm. Right. So I love that. To talking about the mechanics of a podcast, because when we first started yeah. podcasting, you know, the, mm-hmm. the the logical platform was to use Anchor because mm-hmm. Anchor is associated with WordPress, which is where we both blog. Yep. And so that was an easy choice. Mm-hmm. Anchor has now uh, been purchased by Spotify, so there's a an alliance there. But there's the, oh, there's a lot of questions of where do you put your podcast out? You know, yeah. we do that on Anchor and Spotify, but there that publishes an RSS feed, so that makes it so that we can sign up for Amazon Music. You know, so that yeah. our podcasts will be available. Mm-hmm. Amazon Music. And Apple Podcasts and Pocket Casts, mm-hmm. you can do quite a few of those just by RSS feed so that they yeah. become available. Yep. What's interesting about that is that that sort of disseminates the data that's available that you can yeah. see on your podcast. You can't mm-hmm. see, we can see a little bit of data that comes in from our Spotify listeners, but people mm-hmm. can get to it anyway. They, we can, we, you know, we embed it on our website so people can listen from the web and then that's a different yeah. Avenues. The the further you distribute it out, the less that you can see yeah. in feedback. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's such a good point. And I think, you know, the other thing, that process of discovery, you know, that you described, it's, 
it's um, creating the content and figuring that part out in the sound editing and the who are we talking to, but then there's the what do you do with it right. when you have this audio file and you, you we get the messages, go big, but the bigger yeah. you go and the more diversified you are in terms of platforms, the less tangible info you know we really have to know right. and, and in some ways we can drill down and, and really get you know slices of info, but it, it's it's a partial picture. Right, right. It's a partial yeah. picture. You can see, oh, 50% of my listeners dropped off after minute 14, but that's 55, 50% of the listeners that we know about on one platform and it doesn't actually, so then you have to take it into account with a big picture. And sometimes then that means you, you don't have any big picture at all. The other thing that happens with podcasts is that they say, okay, after you get to a certain level, you can record, you know, host recorded advertising and yes, make money based on it. Mm -hmm. um, we haven't done that. We haven't figured out how to make money and we haven't, we haven't chosen to do host based ads. But we're curious. Yes, we're curious. Yes. It's, part of, it's part of the whole experience of, you know, where do you go from here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> It seems to be mm -hmm. part of the human condition to never be satisfied with where you are. You always have to figure out where you're going. <laughs> yes, mountain climbing or not, right? Where, where, where am I headed? What's, what's next? Yeah. yeah, it's, it's complicated, right? Because there are right. a lot of different entities involved, mm -hmm. and you know, unless you're big time. Mm -hmm. Right. And things are consolidated and you have producers and other people that are doing some of the marketing work and all of that. It's right. very, it's good. It is. It's goodness. And I think the host based ads are something that you hear about uh, here on a lot of different podcasts, some of the, the really big ones, because mm -hmm. being a host means that you're sort of a trusted voice in people's ears. And right. so they don't hire actors to do those advertisements they right. use the hosts to, to do those yeah and I, I think that's part of you know we're grateful when people tell us that they like listening or they like reading the blog and they you know pass it along to a friend you know mm -hmm. some of that um, it's very gratifying but that sort of grassroots stuff Mm -hmm. is it you know you and I don't know how else to do that because this isn't the only thing we do we we do it because we enjoy it but we're also curious about a year from now what will it look like and we're not right. so naive that we're not aspirational but as you said so beautifully it's it is a little tricky to navigate because there are a lot of different entities on on the field mm -hmm. yeah and entities that want to not manipulate that's not the right word that want to influence how you do it to their advantage and that isn't really clear at that outside what that what their angle might be yeah yeah and i think there's a savviness about not wanting to be bought mm -hmm. um you know or having to to lean into a point of view because there is a powerful stakeholder right. that's, you know, guiding in that direction. So that ability to kind of, you know, it be independent, mm -hmm. but it, it, but also being curious about the right kinds of partners that might be like-minded. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 It's it, the business aspect. So when I think about what you just shared, that's huge. You know, yeah. the, the business management of that, 
um, of the product. It's yeah. it's not a small thing. It isn't a small thing. But I think mm-hmm. what you just said right there kind of sums it up for us. We're curious, but also careful. Yes. Because yes. it matters to us to be able to do this thoughtfully. Right. And I think it plays into... You know, the other piece that I think folks are curious about is just from a social media point of view, also related to the business, how how do people, how do we, what are what are we trying to do to be recognizable, to make it easy for people to follow the content? And that that's work. It's, you know, not mm-hmm. something that happens on autopilot because content is fresh and then you need to promote it, you know, as mm-hmm. it is, you know, hot off the press. But talk a little bit about that, too, because that whole category of like advertising, you and I've kind of divvied that up and it is not my specialty, but we're we're doing it, right? Yeah. Oh, you were great with those Instagram graphics <sighs> and you're so on it. I mean, I I get there <laughs> on any part of a day. I'll get there. But you are on top of it first thing in the morning, which one of the many reasons that I, I love <laughs> is that you are so good at delivering. Well, I mean, we're on hard in the matter. We are really grateful that we have, you know, talented writers yeah. that are, you know, working alongside us, you know, bringing content, fresh content. We are like uh, rolling into the end of our eighth month. And I mean, I we didn't talk about this ahead of time. So maybe this is a gotcha moment. <laughs> but uh, I don't think we've skipped a day. We haven't had a dead air day. We've had yeah. content every day. You know, Monday through Sunday, and we try really hard to make sure that for each one of our writers, there is a fresh Instagram graphic that can then mm-hmm. be shared elsewhere, you know, that you and I share, but we keep it in the, um, you know, for our WordPress friends, it's a media file, and we toss it there so that the writers can use it as they like, and you've been posting on LinkedIn um, and trying to build an audience there. But we we haven't missed a day, mm-hmm. um, and right. I think one of your brilliant things from an advertising point of view and and marketing was looking at the well said Saturdays to do that. You know, and we're recording today, friends, on a Friday yeah. with Saturday rolling up tomorrow. But that look back at the week that was and pulling out precious content. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a lot. So tell me, how do you think we're doing with that advertising stuff? I think we both present as writers and that marketing stuff is, is I would, let me speak for myself. It's easier when I'm doing it for somebody else. I love marketing mm-hmm. other people. <laughs> it's easier to do than marketing myself, which makes me feel self-conscious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love that we do that for our team mm-hmm. because we have such a team of great writers and contributors and commenters. I mean, I just love that we can do this as a as a group exercise instead of and I've said this uh, you know time again let's let's make it fun because we're collaborating and mm-hmm. yeah, it, yeah and that's what sustains us and so you right. know in January when we thought well let's give this a whirl and let's attach you know some podcasting to it as well blogging and podcasting it you you don't know what the shelf life is for something but if it's not fun speaking for myself, I can find 
any number of ways to wheedle out of something right. if it feels painful or, yeah. you know, it's not joyful in some way. I don't want to. I don't want to. Right. And, you know, that reminds me of a actually a, a podcast and an article that uh, our friend Todd Boganiti wrote, mm-hmm. which was when you know something's just hard because mm. you don't because you shouldn't do it anymore versus mm-hmm. when something's hard because it's challenging and it's pushing your buttons and that's where you need to grow. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great one. We love Todd. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, one of our treasured followers, listeners, you know, gives us great feedback, but yes, yes. that's a really great point. And I think yeah. we check ourselves about that and try to create mm-hmm. a little bit of a climate where, um, no matter how people are in, engaging with us, um, we've had a couple of people say, "Are are are y'all for real? Are you really? <laughs> are you really this happy? Are you really this positive?" And I and I love it when people listen to us and go, "Oh yeah, yep, that's who you are." Yep. Yeah, yeah. But I think we haven't gotten here without without going through some major. Uh, trying to think of the word that is. Um, without some major shitstorms was what I was trying to avoid saying and I haven't thought of a better way to say it but we've you know we've both had um some some tough episodes that we've gone through Mm. that has led us to a place where we can clear our field a little bit on a regular Mm -hmm. basis so that we Mm -hmm. identify when we're telling us our story Mm -hmm. that invades our experience and we were talking about this this week I was I was really frustrated with WordPress this morning. Mm. It, it it stuck in this auto-saving cycle. I couldn't publish it. And it was, I, I could go back to my auto-save draft and it wasn't that far back, but I found a picture of Biscuit and it that was from five years ago. And so I had to scroll and scroll and scroll through the media file again. And then mm-hmm. when I, then I had to do that all over again in my, <gasps> and I was, it took me a long time. And then I didn't get to read my, my friend's post that I wanted to do. And, I, and so then I was like, oh, and then I'm behind. And I found that I was, you know, driving the kids to school and camp. And I I could feel the overlay of frustration. Mm-hmm. But I was mm-hmm. proud that I could feel the overlay of frustration. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I think trying to to see the opportunity for relief, joy, feeling uh, a sense of productivity. You know, you mentioned the word uh, collaborativeness before, mm-hmm. you know, that partnered work. And even though I struggle sometimes with the word connection, I love Brene Brown's, you know, kind of definition of it, but I think it gets overused a little bit. But in the end, you know, on a human level, we want to know we have impact. Mm-hmm. Right. And that we're helping or that we've been helped or that we've been part of something bigger. And so when those frustrating things happen, I think you and I have found our way in lots of different ways. Small, you know, not to minimize what you described this morning about the the micro moment, right, of frustration. But, you know, we deal with those and keep on moving. But life sometimes has thrown us the major macro things, too. And you just... It's it's good to have friendship, kinship, mm-hmm. you know, a, a community to lean into. Yeah, yes. and thank you for help, helping me go full circle on that comment. Because what I was trying to say is that we're happy and positive, not um, because we don't acknowledge 
the small frustrations and the biggest frustrations, but because they've taught us a lot about how to come back to what seems to be the the natural natural state for you me of that. Yeah, we're we're gratitude girls. We just are. Yeah, yeah, we are, and we get we we can get ourselves back there, no matter the big and small. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that we don't have, you know, those, those like normal moments, right? When we say things that we shouldn't or, you know, get fired up about stuff that's just annoying. Um, But I, I think what you and I don't do is let stuff sit very long because there's, there's always something else that needs to be done. Mm -hmm. Right. And I, and I think that for me also relates to one of the ahas about, um, you know, a lot of people will tell you when you're building content that you ought to have a content calendar. So, right. you know, listeners go look up anything, you know, you want to start a podcast or start blogging, create a content calendar, especially if you're doing it in a collaborative environment mm-hmm. so that everyone kind of knows. And maybe our our writer colleagues and contributors will check us on this. But, you know, as much as we try to have a theme each month, you know, to, to touch a little bit, people should write based on what's bubbling up that seems to have importance, just like you said you know, earlier yep. about following, you know, the trail and asking questions in a follow-up way. But I think you and I early on, I remember one of our documents where, you know, we really had a like very structured thoughts you know, about content. And I think, you know, we let some of that fall off. Right. And, you know, some might call that kind of organic, but it kind of is, right? Right. right. Which leads me to sort of thinking about the guests that we have on the podcast and how we mm-hmm. find those, which yeah. is in some ways organic. Yeah. It's it's the people that we interact with on WordPress or who are suggested to us. Yeah. It's reading people's books. Um, but there's a little bit of chutzpah that needs to come in to ask people yes and you have carried you know that torch my friend because you know (laughs) our our listeners you know we're we get nervous too like can I ask this one because we we think you know these are like some of our guests have been like to us famous fabulous people Mm -hmm. right and so reaching out and saying, what do you think? You know, we have those little me moments, like, you know, who am I? But I think when you've done that, people have responded very, very well. Right. responded very well, but I would go back to something that you started for us early on, which is having Mm. that podcast outline and having some thoughtful uh, prompts built yeah. out in advance, you know, that structure yeah. has given us those ideas. And then we can put that in front of somebody and say, here's what we're thinking about. Yes. Talking about, well, and it brings that full yes. circle to knowing what the the agenda is. Yes. And, and I, you know, the, it could be a lot of different things, this template, but what I love that that does, because it, it really does matter to us. And, and we're not just, you know, being like, you know, Win and Vicky, you know, Susie Sunshine, gratitude right. girls or whatever. But I think what that says to someone in the outreach is that we've paid attention to you mm-hmm. and and we we see something of value. We 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 like, we appreciate, yeah. we admire, um, but not just in a you know a quick email, but 
you know, would you look at this? Do we do we have this right? These are things yeah. that we see as being compelling in the blog you wrote or a point of view that you have or your professional expertise or the book that you're writing or you've written, um, all of that, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so I think it's a way of saying in a, in a like higher order spiritual sense, non-denominational in every way, we honor you. Right. And you are so good at bringing things full circle because that comes back to care and feeding of guests. Yes. Which we've talked, is is it one of our priorities? We talked about that at the beginning of this. So any other thoughts about this podcasting adventure? Have you liked it? This is your time that you can say on the air whether you want to wheedle out of it. I'm laughing so hard, <laughs> right? Trying to not snort. I just, I, I think it's, it's so much fun, and yeah. it's, it's, it's something that is a like an unexpected gift that keeps on giving. Mm-hmm. And I think the fact that we're having fun with it, we don't necessarily have a destination in mind. We're a little aspirational. You and I are yeah. achievers. You know, we right. we like to try new things, but be successful yeah. at them. But we also value. Um, working in partnership and working with others. I'm so sorry I'm laughing. I totally agree with all that. But the dog, I just looked out the window and he, he's grown tall enough that he can reach the kid's swing. That's a, it's a cough swing. And yes. he's trying to he's Aww. trying to bite it and <laughs> pull it down from the tree. And oh anyway, he just he's trying to figure out how swings work and, and it's and it's kind of good. It's getting the best of of him at this particular moment. Well, and for, you know, listeners that may not be following, I can't imagine why, Wynn's blog, Surprised by Joy, you really need to for the recurring glimpses of Cooper, who no longer can be called Mini Cooper. Um, Wynn shared a photo of Cooper kind of lounging the other day, and I think... I think you just put it on Instagram, my friend. Yeah, but I think I it, did. it needs to appear in maybe your weekly roundup um, <laughs> because he looks like a full-grown doggo. He, yeah. yeah. Just he, like in two days. I think that was a trick of perspective because he, he grew <laughs> four pounds in a week. But, you know, he wow. is still pretty, pretty mini, mini, mini. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. All right. So I love yes, you thinking, blogging is fun, podcasting is fun, yeah. dogs are fun. Is that how anyone, we wrap yeah, that up? And anyone that wants to come be a guest with us, we oh, would yes. love to have you on. So, I, you know, I'll, yeah. Yeah, they I'll could come the, and talk e- about yeah, dogs. Email address, come talk about dogs, come talk about anything that is that yeah. is close to your heart that um, yeah. you want. And we'll be our best selves to be your voracious listener. Well, we'll try to behave. I don't know about, right. I can't promise a lot, right? We'll, no, we'll yeah, try we'll to behave. <laughs> yeah. Okay, sweetie. Love you. Love mm-hmm. you too. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. Our music is With a Little Help from My Friends by Lennon and McCartney, performed by Carolyn Leon. Please visit our website at sharingtheheartofthematter.com for show notes and more great inspirations.